اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاه والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما نافعا اللهم ارنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وارنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bedi'uzzaman Sa'id Nursi podcast series. This is Mustafa Tuna. You can listen to the episodes of this series wherever you listen to your podcasts or at the website www.reflections-rn.org. In this episode, inshallah, we will continue reading the 10th word. Those of you who have been following the series will remember that we began this treatise by reading a metaphorical representation. Two brothers, two friends find themselves in a paradise-like place in that representation. Everything is beautiful, utmostly beautiful. Everything is in perfect order. Everything seems to recognize one another and help one another. They are all brotherly. They are all helping each other. One of the brothers thinks so much order, so much beauty, such an immense creation cannot be by itself. This must have an owner and that owner must be in charge. And everything here are following his command. And they also see that things come and go. They don't stay in this place. So this brother who is fortunate and who sees what is going on here says okay we need to follow order we need to submit ourselves to the owner of this place because everybody is moving on there must be something else beyond here and there the owner of this place must be meeting them and rewarding or punishing them according to what they do here now everything is in perfect order and helping each other but there are also some exceptional abusers. They steal, they infringe upon the rights of others. The other friend says, I don't see an owner. I don't think that this is the property of somebody who is in charge. He says, I think everybody is free to do what they want to do and I don't see any reason why I should not get the rights of others either whatever I wish. The fortunate and smarter brother says, look, you are wrong and the way you are thinking will put yourself into trouble. Perhaps because I'm your friend, it may even put me in trouble. Let me explain to you what is going on here. And then he gives, the fortunate friend gives uh, 12 reasons why there should be another realm beyond this paradise-like place, why there should be an owner of it and why the owner is going to take everybody who is coming here and living on, moving on to account. After this metaphorical representation, we read through an introduction in which Ustad Nursi told us uh, the indications in this story. For instance, in that story, there was a aide-de-camp 
that the fortunate brother pointed out who was telling the people look we will go somewhere so there was the news there was the information about moving on to somewhere too and in the indication Ustadnusi tells us that that indicates that that points to the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam so we read through these indications too and now we will come to if you will the meat of this treatise where the reality is going to be discussed we are moving beyond the metaphor metaphorical representation to the reality of what that representation points to what actually is out there birinci hakikat the first truth these realities we will call truth and we will inshallah read 12 of them birinci hakikat the first truth babu rububiyet ve saltanattır ki ismi rabbin cilvesidir this is the gate of lordship and royal power and it is a reflection of the name the divine name the lord a rabb we talked about this word several times rabb we are rendering it translate translating it as lord but it has a lot more than that it is the caring master the nurturer a mother to her children is a rab for instance she is in charge she is in control uh, in essence she owns or those children belong to this mother but that's not the be all end all she takes care of them she worries about them she uh, loves them when they need something she procures their needs all of these are included in the name the lord a rabb hiç mümkün müdür ki şe'nu rububiyet ve saltanat uluhiyet bahusus böyle bir kainatı kemalatını göstermek için gayet ali gayeler ve yüksek maksatlar ile icat etsin onun gayat ve makasidine karşı iman ve ubudiyetle mukabele eden müminlere mükafatı bulunmasın ve o makasidi red ve tahkir ile mukabele eden ehli dalalete mücazat etmesin is it at all possible so this is how ustad nursi is going to begin each of these truths and we, we refer to it as a, the gate of uh, lordship and royal power because right before this in the introduction we had said that the truth the verity of the hereafter and resurrection can be understood by looking at 12 realities the truth of 12 realities and each of those realities are like gates that we enter through so these each of these gates are gates through which we enter the the realm of the reality of the hereafter the verity of resurrection these are gates that enable us to go through and understand that there is a hereafter that resurrection bodily resurrection importantly is true and then he is going to begin each of these truths by saying is it at all possible so this is a logical statement we are going to eliminate eliminate what is not possible in order to reach to what is necessary is it at all possible that a lordship and a 
and a royal power of divinity. So we are going to look at what is possible and what is not possible for lordship and royal power. But this is a royal power and lordship that has created this entire cosmos. So it's not any lordship, it's not any royal power. This is the divine royal power. We are not talking about any worldly king. We are looking at the conduct, shen, conduct of the lordship that we see around in the realm that we observe. And we are looking at the royal power of divinity that we observe in the universe. Is that all possible that the honor of the conduct of lordship and the honor of the divine honor of the royal power that we observe around? How do we observe it? A royal power and lordship that has especially one that has created, that has brought into existence such a cosmos that has brought it into existence in order to show his perfections and for elevated lofty purposes, for high objectives. He has created all of this. Is that all possible that he will create this? A lordship and a royal power that will create this and then and then it will not reward the believers who respond to it by believing its purposes and objectives and serving it with worshipful slavehood is that all possible that one who has such power such royalty such lordship will create all of these for these lofty purposes and then will not reward those who serve in the way of fulfilling those lofty purposes and also is it all possible that that lordship and royal power will not punish those who reject and insult it insult its purposes reject and insult its objectives in a state of misguidance is at all possible that that royal power and lordship will not reciprocate that rejection with punishment now how do we understand this when we think about royal power it's one of the qualities of royal power that those who accept it and who follows its commands and who follows the order that this royal power ordains in the place and so on and so forth will be rewarded and those who object to it who reject it who try to block uh, what the royal power is trying to achieve its objectives are going to be punished and when we look around in the universe we do observe a royal power a divine royal power and a divine lordship if one wants to understand this better perhaps uh, one can read the second station of the 14th flash which uh, we did after reading the first word in this podcast series it was several uh, episodes but if you go there and listen to the second station of the 14th flash or read it uh, from the Risale Inur directly, I 
think you would have a better understanding of what we are referring to when we talk about that lordship and royal power. Second truth. Bab-ı Kerem ve Rahmettir ki Kerim ve Rahim isminin cilvesidir. This is the gate of munificence and mercy and it is a reflection of the divine names, the munificent and the mercy giver. <coughs> Hiç mümkün müdür ki gösterdiği asar ile nihayetsiz bir kerem ve nihayetsiz bir rahmet ve nihayetsiz bir izzet ve nihayetsiz bir gayret sahibi olan şu alemin Rabbi kerem ve rahmetine layık mükafat, izzet ve gayretine şayeste mücazatta bulunmasın. Now again we are entering this gate through the reflections of some of God's names. Here the names that we are focusing on are the munificent Al-Kerim and the mercy giver Ar-Rahim. Is it at all possible that the owner of the, the Lord of this realm who has who has endless munificence endless mercy endless dignity and endless ghayra we talked about this word before willingness capacity readiness of the possessor of rights to protect his or her rights so we look around when we see that the owner of this realm, the lord of this realm, has endless munificence. And we understand this, for instance, for instance, uh, look at the apple worms, the fruit worms. They are born, born in their food and they eat it. And they, they live there in the food. They are the most needy. They sometimes they don't even, even have eyes. They don't have the ability to look for food, but the munificent Lord, seeing their need, neediness, creates them in the food so that they have access to their food. Uh, he is the mercy giver. He sees their need and responds to it by providing what they need. Babies, for instance, they are born in the most needy, needy state. But he puts this mercy in their, in the hearts of their mothers and sometimes fathers, and they take care of the babies. He sends them milk. The babies cannot, you know, chew the human babies. They don't have teeth. They cannot chew. He sends them pure nutrition, in the form of milk. Uh, he has izza, willingness and power to protect his rights. And ghayra is also similar. Ghayra is. The, the willingness and readiness, and Izza refers to the, the power that comes with it too. How do we know this? For instance, if you think of trees, each tree, each species of tree has a certain average height, a certain average uh, width, has a certain average extent of development. When it reaches that extent, it stops there because this is the right that has been given to that tree. And beyond that, other trees have their rights. Beyond that, other creatures have their rights. And the Lord, who is taking care of everything in this universe, as we look, we can see, has ordained an extent, a 
degree of rights to everything and when they reach that degree he stops them because he is protecting his laws and also he's protecting the rights of his other creatures he is the lord of everything everybody so we are referring to a lord who is utmostly munificent utmostly merciful has utmost dignity and ghayra. is it at all possible that he will not provide rewards that are worthy of his munificence and mercy and he will not have punishment that becomes that befits his izzah his dignity and his ghayra his protectiveness ardent protectiveness is a, is a way sometimes that can that we translate the word ghayra evet şu dünya gidişatına bakılsa görüyor ki en aciz en zayıftan tut ta en kaviye kadar her canlıya layık bir rızık veriliyor Yes, if you look at how things are happening, transpiring, uh, moving on in this world, we see that from the from the most impotent, weakest to the most powerful, all living creatures are being provided with sustenance. Here we have a side note. Rızkı helal iktidar ile alınmadığına Belki iftikara binaen verildiğine delili kati, iktidarsız yavruların hüsnü maişeti ve muktedir canavarların dikı maişeti. Hem zekavetsiz balıkların semizliği ve zekavetli, hileli, tilki ve maymunun derdi maişetle vücutça zayıflidir. Demek rızık iktidar ve ihtiyar ile makusen mütenasiptir. Ne derece iktidar ve ihtiyarına güvense o derece derdi maişete müptela olur. Evidence that halal, permissible uh, sustenance, is not given in accordance with power, but rather in accordance with one's recognition of one's poverty. By poverty and the recognition of poverty, is that a certain evidence, a definitive, definitive evidence for this, is that the powerless babies are provided in such a beautiful way and the powerful uh, monsters, uh, wild animals, are given their sustenance almost like it's squeezed uh, out to them. The mindless, uh, unintelligent fish are very fat, and the intelligent and cunning foxes and, and monkeys are spending their lives running after their sustenance. In that case, sustenance is inversely proportional with power and the ability to choose. It's inversely proportional with power and the ability to choose. To the extent that one de depends on and relies on trusts and relies on one's power and choices, to that extent, one is going to be troubled with the with the difficulties of livelihood. And after this side note, we are continuing. En zayıf, en acize, en iyi rızk veriliyor. Those who have least power and those who are weakest are being given the best sustenance. Her dertliye ummadığı yerden derman yetiştiriliyor. All those who find themselves in trouble, who have problems, are, are being sent 
solutions to their problems from where they do not expect. Öyle ulvi bir keremle ziyafetler, ikramlar olunuyor ki nihayetsiz bir kerem eli içinde işlediğini bedaheten gösteriyor. Such uh, feasts and bestowals are, are around that we witness that are being provided with such a lofty level of munificence that we understand that the hand of an endless munificence is behind all of this. It is clearly shown in all these feasts, all these bestowals that we are observing around. Mesela, bahar mevsiminde cennet hurileri ile giydirip, çiçek ve meyvelerin ile süslendirip, hizmetkar ederek onların latif elleri olan dallarıyla çeşit çeşit en tatlı, en musanna meyveleri bize takdim etmek, hem zehirli bir sineğin eliyle şifalı en tatlı balı bize yedirmek, hem en güzel ve yumuşak bir libası elsiz bir böceğin eliyle bize giydirmek, hem rahmetin büyük bir hazinesini küçük bir çekirdek içinde bizim için saklamak, ne kadar cemil bir kerem, ne kadar latif bir rahmet eseri olduğunu olduğu bedaheten anlaşılır. Üstad Nursi is here going to give us some more uh, indications and evidence for for the the munificence that is out there in the cosmos that in the world that we are living he says it is clearly def- definitively and clearly understood that all of these things that we are going to talk about are the signs of imprints of consequences of a gentle uh, gentle mercy what are they for instance Bahar mevsiminde cennet hurileri tarzında bütün ağaçları sündüz misal libaslar ile giydirip, çiçek ve meyvelerin murasaatı ile süslendirip, hizmetkar ederek onların latif elleri olan dallarıyla çeşit çeşit en tatlı, en musanna meyveleri bize takdim etmek. Think of spring. And then how in the spring the trees start to bud and bloom and then that turns into fruits. Üstad Nursi is saying, look how the trees are being dressed up like the Houris of the paradise with clothes that are like silk, silk-like clothes. Their leaves are woven like silk. And then they are being ornamented with flowers and beautiful fruits, beautiful colors, etc. And then they are sent to us as if they are servants, as if we are in a palace and, and servants are being Uh, you know, fruits and food to us. They are dressed up in these in beautiful, beautiful clothing and ornamented and embellished. And then they are bringing these this sustenance, these fruits and food to us as if they are servants. They are offering those foods, the fruits, with their gentle hands, which are their branches. So as if these are beautifully dressed servants. They are being dressed up in the spring and then extending their gentle hands, which are their branches, to us and offering us that food. So, this is provision, but provision is taking place in a way that indicates munificence. The food is not just being thrown you know, on our faces. The gentle hands of the trees, which are their branches, are extending that food to us 
in this beautiful way. Çeşit çeşit en tatlı, en mutsanna meyveleri bize takdim etmek. They are offering us varieties of sweetest, uh, most beautiful fruits. Hem zehirli bir sineğin eliyle şifalı en tatlı balı bize yedirmek. From the hand, and of course this is metaphorical hand, from the hand of a poisonous fly, which of course is uh, the bee, a, a sweetest honey is being given to us for us to benefit from and to eat. Then another example, we are being dressed, uh, we are being donned in clothing that is most beautiful and soft from the hands of an insect that has no hands, from the hands of, an, of a handless insect, of course a silkworm. Hem rahmetin büyük bir hazinesini küçük bir çekirdek içinde bizim için saklamak. And then to preserve a great treasure of mercy in a small seed for us. Like the seeds, stones of fruits or the seeds of uh, you know, grains. They are small. But think of a fig tree, for instance. The seed is so small, but the tree grows so much. And from that tree, for many years, many years, we can get probably tons of fig. It's a huge treasure of mercy, but it is hidden or it is preserved in such a small seed for us. We can carry it around. We can handle it. So this is, again, munificence. We are not only being provided, but we are being provided in a munificent way. All of this, Ustad Nursi says, clearly shows us that they are coming from, uh, from and they are the imprints of, they are the products of such a beautiful munificence and such a gentle mercy. Hem insan ve bazı canavarlardan başka, güneş ve ay ve arzdan tut, ta en küçük mahluka kadar her şey kemali dikkatle vazifesine çalışması, Zerrece haddinden tecavüz etmemesi, bir azim heybet tahtında umumi bir itaat bulunması, büyük bir celal ve izzet sahibinin emriyle hareket ettiklerini gösteriyor. Moreover, it is shown to us that everything is moving under the command of someone who has great, uh, great majesty and dignity. So it is shown to us that everything is moving around uh, under the command of someone who has great majesty and dignity. When we, when we look around and when we see that the sun, the moon, the earth, from these great uh, creatures to the smallest creatures, everything is is working and fulfilling their duties with utmost perfect attention and they are not moving beyond the the limits that have been drawn for them even a, a little bit they are not moving beyond those limits even a little bit we see that they are in a state of obedience before a tremendous awe-inspiring presence except except for humans and some monsters. And those are the exceptions, of course. Humans and some monsters, some animals, some wild animals, for instance, sometimes attack other animals and kill them even though they don't eat them. 
coyotes, I guess, sometimes do this. So some monsters, and that has its wisdom too. It shows us, uh, it shows us that you know we humans should not be like monsters. Uh, that might be one wisdom. There might be other wisdoms. Some monsters and humans infringe upon others' rights, go beyond the limits that they should not be going beyond. But other than that, from tremendous great creatures like the sun, the moon, the earth, to the smallest creatures, they are all moving within the limits that have been ordained for them. And when you look around, you feel that they are all under the, under the command of an awe-inspiring presence, tremendous awe-inspiring presence. And this shows that the one who is commanding them, the one under whose command they are, has tremendous great majesty and dignity hem gerek nebati ve gerek hayvani ve gerek insani bütün validelerin o rahim şefkatleriyle ve süt gibi o latif gıda ile o aciz ve zayıf yavruların terbiyesi ne kadar geniş bir rahmetin cilvesi işlediğini bedahaten anlaşılır and then if you look at if you look at the babies and and and their mothers if you look at the mothers and this can be human mothers animal mothers plant mothers and Ustad Nursi here is referring to for instance a plant as the mother of its fruits and flowers right if you take a look at the mothers from the plant kingdom animal kingdom human kingdom you see that uh, out of the mercy giving compassion of those mothers and milk a, a nutrition like milk is coming and it is being provided for uh, for those impotent and weak babies they are being nurtured by their mothers with such mercy giving compassion and then that you can see in the milk that is being provided to them and plants provide milk to their fruits too like the sap of a tree for instance or sometimes some plants when you cut the uh, cut it you see that there's a milk that's coming out right Ustad Nursi is referring to that here human milk and animal milk we understand for mammals right but plants also have milk plants are also providing milk to their babies and Ustad Nursi is saying look at that when you look at that you understand that behind all of this clearly there is there is a mercy and all of this is the reflection of that mercy here we have another side note haşiye iki side note evet aç bir arslan zayıf bir yavrusunu kendi nefsine tercih ederek elde ettiği bir eti yemeyip yavrusuna vermesi hem korkak tavuk yavrusunu himaye için ite arslana saldırması hem incir ağacı kendi çamur yiyerek yavrusu olan meyvelerine halis süt vermesi Bil bedahe, nihayetsiz rahim, kerim, şefik bir zatın hesabıyla hareket ettiklerini kör olmayana gösteriyorlar. So, take a look. Yes, the lion, even when it is hungry, if it has a baby, a weak baby that is also hungry, it will prefer the baby over itself and will let the baby eat the food. The lion is hungry. It hunted brought down say a deer but if the baby is hungry the lion will let its baby eat, eat the meat and it will stay on the side until the baby is full and then it will eat how is this possible 
otherwise we know that lion is an animal and it is going to be acting you know, according to its uh, you know, self-interest alone but there is something behind this there is what there is mercy there is compassion there there is munificence that is functioning behind this and the result of the reflection of that mercy munificence compassion is that the wild lion when its baby is hungry will prefer the baby over itself and will let the baby eat the meat even when it is hungry itself and then think of it chicken right? it is a it's an animal that's really you know scared of everything we say chicken-like right? even even the idiom that we use for this is chicken-like chicken is known for being very uh, you know scared of everything but but when its chicks are being threatened a chicken will attack a lion it will stand before a lion in order to protect its chicks and elsewhere Ustad Nursi uh, tells us uh, that one of his students, one of his friends and students had once seen that a dog was attacking the chicks of a chicken and the chicken attacks the dog and scares it away. And we can find other examples of this. An animal that is known to be so scared of everything and so weak to the extent that we use it as a metaphor for somebody who is scared of everything is going to attack a lion or a dog when its babies are under danger so what's going on there is mercy there is munificence there is compassion functioning behind everything and then look at the fig tree Ustad Nursi says it eats mud and it gives pure milk to its fruits that are its babies so all of this clearly shows that everything is acting on account of someone with endless mercy, endless munificence, and endless compassion. Evet, nebatat ve behimiyat gibi şuursuzların gayet derecede şuurkarane ve hakimane işler görmesi biz zarure gösterir ki, gayet derecede alim ve hakim birisi vardır ki onları işlettiriyor, onlar onun namıyla işliyorlar. Yes, unconscious beings like the plants and animals the fact that they are acting with in a, in a way that appears to be so conscious that requires such a level of consciousness and wisdom that they are doing things that require such a level of consciousness and wisdom absolutely shows necessarily shows that they are acting on behalf of someone someone who is all-knowing and all-wise there is someone who is all-knowing and all-wise and he is making them do all of these things they are acting on his behalf this is the end of the second side note and we can again uh, move on to our text bu alemin mutasarrıfının Madem nihayetsiz böyle bir keremi, nihayetsiz böyle bir rahmeti, nihayetsiz öyle bir celal ve izzeti vardır. Nihayetsiz celal ve izzet edepsizlerin tedibini ister. Nihayetsiz kerem, nihayetsiz ikram ister. Nihayetsiz rahmet kendine layık ihsan ister. 
if, as we saw, or since, the disposer of this realm has such endless munificence, such endless mercy, such endless uh, majesty and, and dignity, in that case, such endless dignity and majesty require or calls for uh, that those who do not recognize its its dignity and and and majesty, who are not respectful to it, who do not know their place before it and are discourteous to it, to it, should be chastised, should be punished. A dignity and majesty like this, endless dignity and majesty, will not put up with such discourteous behavior. That that dignity and majesty exists and the owner of that, that that dignity and majesty is majestic and has dignity calls for calls for the chastisement of those who do not know their place before it and are discourteous to it nihayetsiz kerem nihayetsiz ikram ister endless munificence calls for endless bestowal nihayetsiz rahmet kendisine layık ihsan ister Endless mercy calls for bounties and giving, giving, bestowing, uh, blessing in an endless way. Halbuki şu fani dünyada ve kısa ömürde denizden bir damla gibi milyonlar cüzden ancak bir cüzü yerleşir ve tecelli eder. Now that being said, that being said, what being said that that dignity and majesty calls for the chastisement of those who uh, who do not know their place before it and are discourteous to it and such mercy and munificence calls for endless bestowing and endless bounties and endless giving that being said this temporal world this short life that we have in this temporal world is like a drop in a sea it is not enough it is not enough um, for what that mercy, dignity, munificence, and majesty call for. It is like one among millions of parts, one in a millionth or one in many millions of the parts of that mercy and dignity and, and, and majesty and munificence that we are witnessing here. What can be, what can fit here? And what is manifest here is only a small part. It's like a drop in the sea. Demek o kereme layık ve o rahmete şayeste bir dar saadet olacaktır. In that case, there will come an abode of felicity that will be befitting that munificence and that becomes that mercy. There will be a land of felicity that is going to be what that munificence and what that mercy call for. Yoksa gündüzü ışığıyla dolduran güneşin vücudunu inkar etmek gibi bu görünen rahmetin vücudunu inkar etmek lazım gelir. Otherwise, we will have to deny, reject the existence of this visible mercy in the way one might reject the, the existence of the sun in a bright day as the lights of the sun fills the day. Çünkü bir daha dönmemek üzere zeval ise 
şefkati, musibete, muhabbeti, hırkate ve nimeti, nikmete ve aklı meş'un bir alete ve lezzeti eleme kalbettirmekle hakikati rahmetin intifası lazım gelir. Otherwise, if the reality was that things came to this world and then disappeared and they were annihilated uh, without return in, in order not to be brought back, So when they were, if they were annihilated and that was the end of it, it would require, this, this would mean uh, that, the, that, that mercy is just a balloon that's going to deflate. That would mean the deflation of that mercy. And it would, why? Because it would turn compassion into tribulation. And we will work on this, inshallah. We will go over this. It would turn love into a burning, a burning desire. It would turn blessings into a great punishment. It would turn intellect into a vexing, vexing instrument. And it would turn delight into pain. What does that mean? Imagine. Imagine a mother who has utmost compassion for her baby. But the baby grows up and dies. Even if the mother died before the baby, if the mother were to think, my baby will, will disappear, we will be annihilated. There is nothing after this. The moment that I am in now, this compassion that I have this baby is only for this moment. And perhaps two days later, the baby will die and that the baby will just disintegrate into molecules and become soil and whatnot. If you tell this to a mother, imagine what a tribulation, that compassion that the mother has for the baby is going to become. That compassion will be a source of pain for the mother and a tribulation. Because if you have compassion for something, you want it to continue to exist. You want it to uh, you know, not be in pain. You want it to be there forever. So... What a difference is it for a mother to think that her baby is going to go to paradise and she is going to be there with the baby forever and for another mother to think that her baby is going to uh, you know, die and, and rot and disintegrate and turn into molecules and, and, and matter only. What a difference is that? Love. If you love something, you want it to continue. But if you know that what we love is doomed to disintegrate and become annihilated, what does that love become? It becomes a burning desire, and a desire, an attraction. Love is an attraction, right? It becomes an attraction that is doomed not to be fulfilled. And it starts burning, burning the one who loves. It turns blessings into a great punishment because in the blessing, There, there will be the knowledge that that blessing will come to an end and the knowledge of the blessing coming to an end will turn it into punishment because you won't be able to enjoy it anymore. You will be thinking about its end. It will turn the intellect into a vexing instrument. The intellect is an instrument. It allows us to uh, you know, measure things, to relate things and etc. But then the intellect will keep telling you There is no end to this. This is all vain. This is not going anywhere. 
And that is going to be a vexing, vexing sound in your mind. And it will turn delight into pain. Same thing as blessings here. You won't be able to enjoy anything to its full capacity. Every enjoyment, every delight will be momentary. And you, as you enjoy it, you will know that it is going to come to an end. And it will leave behind the memory of the delight that you will not be able to experience any longer. So... If the reality out there was that everything would be annihilated and there is nothing after this, this is the end of it, this is all that, that is out there, that would deflate that mercy that we are witnessing around. Because mercy will not, like, mercy will not turn compassion into tribulation, love into a burning attraction and desire, blessing into great punishment, the intellect into a vexing instrument, and delight into pain. Mercy will not do that. That would be a contradiction. But we see mercy. In that case, none of this is true. Continual existence is reality. Hemo celal ve izzete uygun bir darı mücazat olacaktır. Moreover, there will be an abode of punishment that befits that majesty and dignity. Now we first said that there will be an abode of uh, reward that befits that mercy and munificence. Now we are saying there will also be an abode of punishment that befits that dignity and majesty. Çünkü ekseriya zalim izzetinde, mazlum zilletinde kalıp buradan göçüp gidiyorlar. Because... Usually, in most cases, the oppressors are moving on from this land and the oppressed are moving on from this land. But the oppressors preserve their dignity. Most, in most cases, in most cases, they preserve their dignity. They are not punished. They are not called for what they have done here. And the oppressed are moving on, leaving this world in that abject state. But there is dignity and majesty that we observe here. And what that calls for, that dignity, that Izzah especially, calls for the possessor of dignity, the possessor of Izzah, to protect the rights of those who are subordinate to him. And all of us are his slaves. But many of us, the oppressed among us, are moving on, dying and moving on in that abject state. So again, this is a contradiction. There must be an abode where he is going to set everything right. He is going to get the right of the, the oppressed from the oppressor. He is going to punish the oppressor and reward the oppressed in a way that the oppressed will say, Oh Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm happy, I'm satisfied. Thank you. Demek bir mahkeme-i kübraya bırakılıyor, tehir ediliyor. In that case, this is being left to a, a great court in the future. This is not being taken care of here because here the courts, courts are small. The courts here take care of small affairs, but, but such, such affairs as what we see around the oppression and the abject state in which the oppressed are living here, that means that this is being left for a great court in the future, it is being delayed. Yoksa bakılmıyor değil. Otherwise, this does not mean that they are not being attended to. They are being attended to. Bazen dünyada dahi ceza verir. Sometimes, he even gives punishments in this world. 
Kuruğunu salifede cereyan eden asi ve mütemerrid kavimlere gelen azaplar gösteriyor ki insan başıboş değil, bir celal ve gayret sillesine her vakit maruzdur. Sometimes he punishes in this world too. The punishments that were sent to the bellious and obstinate peoples in the earlier ages of humanity, those punishments that were sent to them show that Humanity, humans, are not left alone. And they are they are on the risk of receiving the slap of majesty and gayra, ardent protectiveness, at any time. Evet, hiç mümkün müdür ki insan umum mevcudat içinde ehemmiyetli bir vazifesi, ehemmiyetli bir istidadı olsun da, İnsanın Rabbi de insana bu kadar muntazam masnuatıyla kendini tanıttırsa, mukabilinde insan iman ile onu tanımazsa, hem bu kadar rahmetin süslü meyveleriyle kendini sevdirse, mukabilinde insan ibadetle kendini ona sevdirmese, hem bu kadar bu türlü nimetleriyle muhabbet ve rahmetini ona gösterse, mukabilinde insan şükür ve hamle ona hürmet etmezse, etmese, cezasız kalsın, Başı boş bırakılsın, o izzet, gayret sahibi, zat-ı zülcelal, bir dar-ı mücazat hazırlamasın. Yes, is it at all possible that human, human beings will be created among all creatures in the entire creation with such important, significant duties and with such significant aptitudes and then his Lord will make himself known to the human being with his proportionate orderly artifacts, the designs that he puts in the creation. And in return for that, men, human beings, will not recognize him with faith. And then he will, God will, the, his Lord will make himself beloved, he make himself beloved to the human beings, he will endear himself with all these beautiful ornamented fruits and in return, man is not going to endear himself to his Lord with, with worship. And then his Lord is going to show his love and mercy to humans with all these variety of blessings and in return, humans, men, will not going to show his respect to his Lord with gratitude and, and praise. Is it all possible that his Lord will do this and man will do that and that is not going to uh, deserve punishment and punishment will not come in return for that? That humans are going to be just left alone? Is it at all possible that the owner of that dignity and ardent protectiveness who has majesty is not going to prepare an abode of punishment hem hiç mümkün müdür ki o rahman rahimin kendini tanıtmasına mukabil iman ile tanımakla ve sevdirmesine mukabil ibadetle sevmek ve sevdirmekle ve rahmetine mukabil şükür ile hürmet etmekle mukabele eden müminlere bir dar mükafatı, bir saadeti ebediyeyi vermesin. And then is it at all possible that that mercy giving, merciful one, Rahman Rahim, the merciful, the compassionate, that mercy giving, merciful one will 
make himself known to humans and in return for this some among those humans will recognize and know him with faith he will make himself loved he will endear himself the lord will endear himself and some among those humans in return for this will love him and endear themselves to him with worship and the lord will show mercy and some among the humans in return for this mercy will show him gratitude and respect and that lord will not have an abode of reward an eternal felicity for those believers he is not going to prepare an abode of reward and felicity that will last forever for those believers no none of this is possible none of this is possible our lord creates this universe creates us in this universe put his imprints everywhere and shows us his mercy and love shows us himself manifests himself in his signs and imprints and he gives us all this opportunity to recognize and know him and then once we recognize him he gives us all these blessings to endear himself to us to to to put that that feeling of love in our hearts and then he gives us all these blessings and what he asks in return is gratitude gratitude and and praise and those believers who fulfill their function who recognize him who know him who love him who worship him and who who respond to his blessings with gratitude and respect recognition appreciation gratitude and respect is that all possible that he is not going to reward them why why would he have created all this creation and and put his signs in it and we gave this example before we need nutrition nutrition could have been in the form of I don't know, some paper like cornflakes that had no taste but no he created all these fruits and grains and milk and meat all these tastes and colors and textures and smells why is all of that nutrition cannot cannot be this the only purpose of this he is showing himself to us and he is also endearing himself to us he is showing his love to us and that love calls for our love to him but if he has such mercy if he has he loves us so much is that all possible that this will be the be all and all can it be possible that he will give us all this love for himself and he is not going to give us the opportunity to be with him is that all possible that he is going to turn that love into a burning desire that has no end is at all possible that he will give this attraction to us he will attract ourselves uh, us to himself with such force and power but then he will just stop us on the way and repel us and not give us the, the his countenance and the manifestation of his names and conducts and attributes 
in the perfect utmost form at the level of perfection and forever in paradise is that all possible and is it at all possible that he will approach us with such love and and gentleness and munificence and he will bless us with so many blessings and then some among us are going to be so insolent to even reject his existence and consider his blessings just booty will not know their place before him is that all possible that he will not he will not prepare an abode of punishment for them that doesn't sound reasonable it doesn't make sense what makes sense is that yes he has an abode of punishment and an abode of reward and we will all go there inshallah inshallah we will go to the abode of reward we will all see them and inshallah we will all go to his abode of reward to stay forever in the company of his his righteous slaves his messengers and prophets and our our messenger the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam may he give us prophet muhammad's his beloved's companionship sallallahu alaihi wasallam in the paradise may he give us the opportunity to witness his countenance may he may he may he put us in his paradise and elevate our levels in there so that we can we can see witness and appreciate him his attributes his names as they manifest at the level of perfection inshallah subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma 'allamtana innaka antal alimul hakim wa akhir da'wahum an alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin al fatiha